Welcome to The Porch Cast, the podcast where we talk about being a creative business owner and all the crazy ups and downs that go along with that. I'm your host, Kristen Sweeting, and I can't wait to get started. Hey, and welcome to this episode of The Porch Cast. As you can probably tell, this is not Kristen. My name is Jen Madigan, and I work for Kristen on Team Danger. And I'm here to introduce this episode that Kristen recorded with Dr. Terry Murphy. It's a little case study of her experience in the mastermind this year, what that's looked like for her, how she's grown, all of the good things that come with a year-long program. So I'm so excited for you guys to listen. Also, if you listen and you're like, hey, I need that in my life, we are accepting applications for the 2021 Dangerous Creatives Mastermind and Extension right now as this is airing (laughs) and we would love to have you. So you can fill out the contact form on the website, www.dangerschool.com, which I'll also link in the show notes and you can set up a time to chat with Kristen and see if it's a good fit for you. So let's get to the show and I hope you guys are inspired just like I was. Well, hi, this is my friend, Dr. Terry Murphy. I'm really excited to have her on this video. We're going to do a quick case study because we've known each other for a while, but then you jumped into my mastermind this year and are now going into the mastermind extension for educators in 2021. And so give us a little, yeah, give us a little intro to you, what you do and like, then we'll go from there. Perfect. So, um, yeah, like you said, I'm Dr. Terry Murphy. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, and I'm a PhD in clinical counseling education and supervision. So for the last eight years, I've had a thriving, didn't start out that way year one, but built a a thriving private practice. Um, But in that time, I've built out the side of my business probably in the last three or four years of like supervising and mentoring other people and love that process. So um, I found myself though hitting a bunch of walls in the last two years, wanting to grow more of that and not really knowing how, not really having anybody in my community that does anything like that. And so um, one of the things that I was leaning more into was wanting to become even more of a leader and to help give back and to coach other people how to have a thriving practice and a business and how to do it in a way where you don't burn out. You know, compassion fatigue is a major issue with people in the mental health and medical professions. And it's just, it's been a big passion of mine to really make sure that we're, we're nurturing ourselves. But yeah, like I was saying, there wasn't really a clear way that I knew about to grow that side of my business besides some like self-paced sort of general studies. And I wanted something with more of a, a personal, you know, touch, a coach. And so we've known each other and I knew that you were doing something like this and there wasn't anything that existed like this for therapists. So um, yeah, when we were getting a photo shoot headshots for my website, I was like, I don't know that I would be right for this, but what do you, I was like, what do you think about the possibility that we could, I'm creative, you know, that's the closest to, to what I was thinking about that. But I know I'm not a photographer. Do you know of anything? And I felt like it just resonated so deeply and and the values and the things that you talked about. So I like really leaped in, I feel like with both feet, you know, wanting to 
go all in on, on really investing in myself so that then I can really invest in others too. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I remember that being, and sometimes people ask me, do you have to be a photographer to be in this? Do you have to be like actively doing your creative career all the time? I'm like, you know what? It's a real big mix of careers, but everyone shares similar values of creativity and fun and like care for their community. And like having you in this mastermind has been such a huge, like beautiful addition. And, and you're, so you're going to be doing some coaching next year too, some mental health breakout groups and workshops, which I'm so excited about. But, um, but anyway, it's like the blend of not just being photographers, but having, couple people with PhDs, a couple people who like used to be scientists, a couple people who are currently scientists. Like it's been such a fun mixture of people in this mastermind. So I'm so glad that you took the leap. (laughs) Yeah, it's been, it's been really amazing, you know, and I love the fact that we're, we're all in different sort of fields. Like I've been learning from so many different different people too. And it's such a cool thing. I didn't know, you know, the impact having a community would have in that way. I didn't know that that was such a missing element. Like I always, my brain goes, I think it's like the educator part of me goes to like, what's the process. And that is important. And I feel like we talk a lot about that kind of stuff, but the impact of the community is like infinitely the most helpful, most amazing emergent sort of quality that i I didn't even know I was missing it until I had it. And then I look back and I'm like, oh, well, I was by myself, you know, kind of reaching out. I had peers and everything that I could talk about therapy practice and that sort of thing. But as far as like developing in some of these other ways, taking these big risks and growing and trying things I'd never really done before, you know, having that supportive, safe, encouraging, kicking butt sometimes community is like, my God. (laughs) Well, and when you are trying to be a leader in your field or kind of the outlier, like you're trying to forge a new path, it almost is detrimental to only hang out with your peers because your peers want to keep you in a place that's safe and that's normal and because they don't want to break out of the box either. So when you're around people who are making those brave leaps too. It's so important. So you came in like knowing that you were going to get coaching and help like figuring out how to do it. And then we're surprised by how helpful the community was too. So yeah, it's like we gelled and then I'm like, Oh, I will like take a bullet for any of these people. You know, (laughs) like I'm invested in their dogs and their kids. And like, did they make that paper in on time? Like it's, it's not just like business support it completely is but I feel like who I am matters and who they are matters it's like the whole the whole of us gets to show up and and not only is like invited but I found that that like authenticity of each of us it's so beautiful there's not really competition which is also surprising in the size of the group like I've not ever felt that you know and I can't really say that about all places like it really is a place where our uniqueness is celebrated, you know, and even though some of us do have the same things that we're doing or similar things or places where they overlap, there's still space because then who we are flavors that. And so there's no two exact same anything in the whole group. It's just continues to kind of blow my mind in that way and feel exciting and inspiring. So even joining again next year, I know it's not just like, even if literally all the content was the same, which I know it's not going to be, I know that the community aspect will be 
such the support and such, you know, the push and, and encouragement that makes a giant difference. Like if only the community was involved, I still would sign up for the mastermind again. If that was the only piece that was offered, I would still, I would still do that. It's that important. Like I can't say enough things about, about that. Well, and we've talked about it. Like I have, you know, these moments where I struggle with imposter syndrome and like fear of reaching the next sort of stage, what's going to happen and having that supportive community and some tangible practical sort of steps to take. It makes it possible. It's like, no one's doing it for me, but it gives me like the hope Cause even if I get out there and get my ass kicked, I can come back and like lick my wounds and everyone's like, you rocked, you know, you tried so hard. We saw you. It was great. Here's, we'll tweak some stuff and then we're going to just, we'll try again. And it's like such a beautiful, iterative, ongoing dynamic process, you know, that we get to be involved in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I say that a lot of times of like, if you are doing something alone and you go out and you try something new and you fail, you instantly think that you're a failure. You should never do that again. You shouldn't try again. But when you're in a community where like failure is really normalized and you're like, it's going to suck a couple times before <laughs> you find the right thing. And we're all very like, it's okay. There's another way to do like exactly what you said. And it gives you the courage to keep getting up and going back out there and going for those goals that you started with in the beginning. Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. That's, that's totally what my experiences felt like to you. And your, I love your, um, you give a really good description of imposter syndrome of it being connected to your community or lack of community. Do you mind sharing that? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been a thing that, you know, it's definitely been personal, but also there's a lot of great research, you know, around how we are as mammals, you know, we have the mammalian brain. And so hardwired into our nervous system is this threat threat scenario, the threat response, which means, you know, we're, we're social creatures. We're supposed to live in little societies. 150 was the max that we we're ever supposed to live in. And so anything that you do that threatens the connectivity means it's a safety threat. We can't survive as parties of one, you know, the, the survival that we have is to actually do things together. And so imposter syndrome is like a natural fear response that kicks in when anything we do is about to launch us outside of our current community, everything in us is going to go, no, you can't do that. It's too scary. It's too risky. You know, what will happen to you? Shame pops up. Like who you think you are to be doing this kind of thing, anything in our, in our system strategy is going to try and keep us where we are and keep us safe. So having another community that's actually stretching out that can catch us when we fall, that's encouraging us as we go mitigates imposter syndrome a lot. It actually helps us to take greater risks and it can help us to feel safer and more connected. We need more support, not less, which you say all the time. And it's completely backed up by science as well, that the reason for that is not just so we get like accolades and pats on the back as much as I love that. And I want to have those things too. I have gold star stickers. You know, when I finish a hard counseling session, I put a sticker on myself. So I'm not a gold star. (laughs) But at the same time, it's not just that it's also you belong regardless that we can't lose the sense of belonging just because we have some success or we grow or we change that actually change and growth are supported in this community. And so then imposter syndrome, when it kicks up, we have a place to talk about it 
And instead of people trying to smash it down, because they're also afraid of us popping out of the group and everyone's safety being threatened, that's not the message, you know, in this kind of community. And so imposter syndrome gets dealt with in like a loving, supportive, encouraging way, which is the antidote. That's the antidote to our, our fear. And yeah. I have completely experienced that here. I love that. Yeah, I love that. I do think it's the antidote because, um, I mean, even with, I see it when people try to make the leap into investing in themselves because this is a year long program and it's a big investment. And so people get really scared about it, especially if their community, if investing in yourself is not normalized in your current community. So what do you, what was your experience of that? What was your experience of like taking a leap and investing in yourself because it wasn't really that you didn't trust me to deliver a good program. It was that you were afraid you weren't going to be able to deliver on what you wanted. Right. So we first had that conversation in August um, where I was kind of like feeling it out and you were like, you're, you know, you're welcome to look at this. And you sent me some information and we got to have a phone call and everything in me was lighting up, you know, saying like, yes, this is something to do. But it really was like two different things. You know, one was I didn't know any other therapist that invested in themselves in this way. The only things that we and my peers, you know, that I had heard about investing in were like trainings that make you like more certified, more capable to do things or like going to your own therapy, which, you know, is probably cost comparable to being in a mastermind um, in that way. So there was that mental hurdle. I was the first that I knew of, you know, at least in our, in my little, you know, culture here outside of Nashville to, to do that. That was one piece. And then the second really was me. I had all of this guilt and shame and fear messages come up. Like you're going to spend that much money on yourself. You're going to do that. You know, what if, and then all the what ifs, that's when I know I'm in like a fear spiral is all the what if messages start to come up and they were like, what if it doesn't work and you spend all of this money and you bomb and you fail and you're on your own because I had tried things on my own and failed and gotten the message. Like you're just not cut out for this. So you're not meant to do these things. You need to stay in your lane, stay in your place. And then also like my fear of what if it actually did happen? What if I actually do grow and then I'm alone and who do you think you are? And you're abandoned and rejected. Cause I've also experienced that before. So it felt like, as much as I wanted to do it, I was like the outcome, I don't know what that is. And my mind went to worst case scenario, just fills in the, it fills in the blanks with like the crappiest possible thing. So what ultimately helped me to make that decision was to acknowledge and listen to the fears and follow them all the way. Like no one actually is saying that to me now, you know, my partner wasn't saying that to me. We have it in our budget to do this it ultimately was like, do I believe that I am worth the investment regardless of the outcome? Number one. And then number two, when the outcome comes, I have to trust that whatever I'm learning and whatever we do, future me is going to be able to handle whatever that is too. And I don't know who she is yet. So it was like a lot of faith, you know, in myself. I just got shivers when you said that. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I feel like I want to cry about it. Yeah. Now you're living future Terry and what has happened in the past. I mean, that was a year since we first talked about it and you've been in the mastermind for 10 months. Yeah. So I recouped my investment by February, you know, in my, in all of this, not that that's like the reason, but I was kind of like, I thought it was going to be years down the road. 
you know, that, that this would kind of, I could look back and be like, see, it was good because of this. Well, monetarily it was very fast. And I would say, and the connection in the community by January, I knew I was like, Oh, these people, this environment is like amazing. But this year, um, I hit the highest revenue goal that I've ever had. Can I share? Yeah. I would love it. So I'm a therapist and generally speaking, you know, you're supposed to like suffer and not make money and you know, all of those things. And, you know, what happened for me is in my practice, plus, you know, the mastermind and courses that I was able to offer out building out, which I did all just this year, I hit a $20,000 revenue month in August, which I just can't believe. And I did that. I reduced, I only work two days a week, you know, in my practice. So it wasn't because I saw 50 clients a week or, you know, worked myself to the bone, you know, I got to actually have more free space in my calendar so that I could be more creative so that I could put systems into place. And in fact, I hired someone and started outsourcing in August and was able then to really focus on the things that I wanted to, to put forward. And I hit like, and I had set a goal, which is another thing that we were doing. I was like, I think I can hit this if I do like these two or three extra things. And it was this beautiful motivator to, to do that. So like, like I still kind of can't believe this happened. That was eight months in yeah. to the entire program. And like, the way I feel about myself really changed. Like I'm having this growth explosion and it's like, I have the community now and the tools and the resources to know, like, what do I need to do with that? You know, how do you grow? What does it look like? And I'm still working on it. Like it's a work in progress. It's certainly not been, I just went like this, you know, it's always a work in progress, right? (laughs) I mean, I tried to launch the mastermind like two or three times before it actually took off and we just kept tweaking it and figuring out, you know, how to reach the community and to serve them in the best way. So I feel calmer and a bit more confident in my ability to make money in a way that is healthy and, you know, gives back and is generous, which it's like, it's like this dream of being able to have a sweet spot to do what you love that doesn't completely isolate you from everyone that you care about. So I don't have to be a workaholic while also being able to provide for the community that I really do care about so much. And I had started to wonder if that was even going to be a possibility or if it was something I was just kind of making up in my own mind, but it is very much real and it's happening now. I don't have to wait 20 years. Like it's actually like I get to create it. It's just like the best thing ever. It's such a happy, joyful experience and getting to have fun while I'm doing it. I'm not like, Oh, I'm almost there. And then I'll have fun. It's like, we're, I'm finding out that I can enjoy myself along the way too. And that's been like the best gift, you know, in the whole world. I love that. Yeah. So the fears of if I hit this goal, what if I don't like that person that I become, that wasn't at all true for you. You became a more enhanced, fun, glittery, awesome, virgin, generous yeah. More free to spend time with your family and more time to really invest in your clients. Like what, what other things like of compared to what you were afraid of, if I hit this goal, yeah. I mean, I do the same thing. I'm like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be a horrible person. If I have more money or whatever, you know, like what is Terry, what is 20 K a month Terry like now? <laughs> 
It's funny because I thought all my friends would leave me or I would become some like reclusive, you know, I don't know, like in my, I don't know, are we all Scrooge in my mind? I guess I was thinking of old like Christmas Carol sort of things. And that's, I actually feel like I've been surprised by the way that it's felt. I actually feel calmer and more generous. I have better boundaries, which I thought I did before, but actually I have to have even better boundaries now, which is less about restriction and more about freedom. I've actually been able to (laughs) spend more time with my family, give back more to other mental health professionals. You know, I have so many more resources and ways that people can get connected and get what they need. So it's been less of what I thought. I also didn't have all my friends abandon me. Yeah. Which was, you know, such a gift. That's like the, the fear in my brain is who wants to be with me or I'm going to stoke like, um, hard feelings or something like that, you know, and people, and that's not been true. What actually has happened is people are like, how are you happy right now? You know, in the midst of this pandemic, when everything feels so hard and you're actually working less, you seem fine. And I'm like, it's so great. Like there's actually this sort of sense of, I don't know, like I feel more lit up. And so I actually feel like the people that I get to interact with in my community, it's even better. It feels like more mutual and reciprocal and all of that than I had pictured in my mind. It's just, it's like such a gift. I feel very present and very, very much connected to, which my fear was disconnection and separation in a big way. Totally. Because I think we see success as like the jerky guy with the Maserati who, you know, you know, we like, we have this vision of what that would be. And it's like, that's, that's some other person that chose to kind of act from their ego and not like wholehearted thriving and abundance, which is really different. So exactly right. And it's fun to see it just like it is. It's just like you glow, you're glowy, glowy, more full version of you. It's awesome. It's really great. It's giving me to like all of this creative liberty where I had felt so limited and like kind of in my box worried so much about out here. And I feel like what I've actually been able to do too is to tune more into myself and what I'm specifically uniquely made to do, like what I'm wired for. I'm not taking away from anyone else either because they're going to do what they do. It actually gives people more space to do what they're made to do. If I'm doing what I'm made to do. Like there's so much room for everybody. And, you know, it's like, I just want everybody to have this feeling. I think is what what I end up feeling like. I want everyone to be able to be liberated too. Yeah, me too. Which is why we both love coaching and masterminds and (laughs) community. So um, real fast, can you like bullet point down some wins that you had this year? We love celebrating wins in the mastermind. Even if a win is like, I was depressed today, but I got out of bed and went about my day anyways. You know, like we celebrate all kinds of wins. So can you share some wins for me real fast? I would love to. Okay, so um, I decreased the number of days that I'm in my private practice from three to two. And then I nearly doubled my rates um, for those sessions. And I was a bit worried that maybe numbers could drop a little bit. And instead, I have a waiting list that's into January now, um, which is just amazing. And I feel so grateful too, because then, you know, I can 
focus where, where I need to focus. It's so great. So, uh, less days in my practice, higher rate, Um, and then, uh, I've got coaching clients that I'm able to see, which I, I wasn't doing any kind of business coaching or anything before, but I'm able to offer those and, um, successfully was able to book, you know, coaching call and, uh, my mastermind, I, set my goal. I met the goal of the number of participants that I wanted to have, which is just such a dream come true. Um, and then I'm about to launch my annual mastermind and I'm putting the numbers up, you know, even a little bit higher. I launched a mini course, um, for couples and I sold in the double digits of that course. It was my very first ever course offering low tech, you know, raw as all hell, but it was so much fun to be able to do that. Uh, a webinar on how to move your practice online, you know, that was free, but able to go out. It's had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of views, which is so fun. I hired an assistant and I've been outsourcing lots of things, which I cannot say enough about outsourcing and how wonderful that is. And um, I'm learning to become a boss that isn't like a mean boss. I think that's another thing that surprised me too is I'm a really good boss. I love my team. I love to connect because I see us as on a team together, coming up with things together. And I want any of my teammates to be thriving as well. Like my core values go out into all of the things, which has been such a, an incredible gift. I bought my first pair of golden goose sneakers, which has been a dream for years and years. Um, and did that out of my profits. Like it wasn't even out of, any kind of personal or any of that kind of stuff. Um, cleaned up my finances, hired a bookkeeper and an accountant to help me manage that. Bought some art, was able to take some art classes. I'm going to take trapeze classes because my inner child wants to do that soon. Yeah. So, um, and with a lot of those things, were those things you already, do you feel like you learned how to do a lot of those things in the mastermind? Yes. Yeah, for sure. Like even just as silly as it sounds, like even setting a goal, like from my profits that I knew what I wanted to spend for like to make my heart happy and to be able to do that, even just learning how to do that. Like, you know, it's not just this idea of self-care. Okay, bye. Good luck. It's like, how and why do we do what we do and how do we attach our values? How do we budget you know, so that we know we're taking certain steps. I had never set any revenue goals for myself ever in the entire time that I'd been on the practice side of things. I just knew what I made and I was just like, I'll just be consistent as I hit certain goals. Okay. I'll just do this kind of more reactive or when I got burnt out, like, okay, now I need to drop my hours. What feels like it's shifted to is now I'm on the front end trying to front load these things, more self-care before I need it making sure I'm taking care of hours so that I have more space to vacation, you know, to have time for creativity, play, joy, all of those things too. And that's been something I had to learn. I didn't know how to do it. I knew I wanted that, but I didn't know like what's the bridge between where I am now and where I want to be. And that's definitely been the masterminds, like such the bridge builder between where I'm now and where my dreams are too. And even letting myself dream, like I'm such a practical person, even in my creativity, that dreaming kind of felt frivolent or maybe even selfish. And I've learned that that's not the case at all. Like it's nurturing for me to even 
cast a vision to even think about where I can go. And then the idea that I could hire people to come, you know, have a good time and invest again in, in my community just feels exciting in that kind of way too. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, can the last question is, um, any like random features about this program that you were like, really appreciate or were surprised that you really enjoy or that have helped you grow? Well, that's really good. I really love all the guest coaches that have come in too, how unique and specific everyone is. Cause like I, I have loved so much the way that you've come in and taught that I was a bit like, I really want all my time with Kristen. You know, I want a hundred percent of her all the time, all the time. And so I was a bit skeptical. I have fallen madly in love with our coaches. Like I can't wait now, you know, when it's Jamie or Jillian, if it's financial, if it's like personality or human design, if it's, you know, talking about socials or the people who have come in experts in their specific areas, like learning directly from people who are on the front lines, who have a ton of experience with these certain things, like I had no idea, but that's again, like part of the growth experience has been like exposure to people I never would have had in my own circles. You know, it's kind of like your little black book is like our, (laughs) our whole thing too. And then as those people are connected, it's like, then we have a wider and wider circle and we get more and more connected to other people too, who are ahead. And so it's like, now I can see more and more of not just one bridge, but like hundreds and hundreds of ways yeah. forward. I'm getting like goosies talking about it. So I like Aladdin and I'm gonna like, sh- I show you the world. Show <laughs> the world, exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. And it's not like, I think the other thing is, and all of those people are unique and authentic. Like it, it just feels really open and generous and like giving. And again, even the coaches are not like competitive or any of that. Like it really is. It's just like everyone helping each other and lifting each other up. Like everybody's in, everybody's in, everybody belongs like unapologetically. It's been such a beautiful thing to see that you model that, you know, and then it makes me want to go and do the same thing. Cause I know what it feels like to be on the receiving end of it. And so I want to offer more and more of that to the world too. I love that. Thanks for sharing that. Um, Anything else you want to share? If someone's thinking about the mastermind, if someone's like, what if I'm not ready? What if I can't do it? What if I hate it? Like, what would you say to that person that's watching this case study? I would say, I get it. I know what that feels like and you're worth the risk, you know, because you're not alone and you might not know that there are 20 of us that will catch you or however many people we end up with. Um, and the other thing to do is you might have voices in your ear of people who have good intentions to try and keep you safe, but they're not necessarily trying to help you grow and you deserve that too. I love that. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, Kristen. Thank you so much. I can't wait for next year too. <laughs> ah, no, I'm so excited. <laughs>